Have you ever heard the sound of freedom? Welcome to another five-minute flip. What is up, Flip Eponymi? Welcome to your five-minute flip for January 22nd. 2024. I apologize. It's been a while since I've posted any episodes. I'll catch you up uh, on my next long form episode. But with this five minute flip, let's get right into it. We started a new sermon series yesterday at our church called Prayer Dependence on God. And this came out of a season this fall where I've I've been struggling, frankly, you know, and I shared this in the sermon, uh, sort of candidly to my church, I've been struggling with the size of our church plant, and there's, you know, there's some anxiety that comes along with that. There was a a sense of disappointment with some really big efforts that we made and that I made, just personal, you know, energy where you really pour out some pretty intense energy uh, on some summer outreaches and fall outreaches that really seemed like we were going to pick up some people. And we've just been in a place, you know, where we need to pick up some people. And really the transition from the fall in, or, or from the summer into the fall from those three, you know, big outreaches, and they weren't just one day events, but they were ongoing events and some other one day big events that were, you know, multiple days sort of things. Uh, it was just disappointing. You know, I was in a spot in the fall of going, man, we need to grow, and we we just gave it our best shot. <laughs> like we just throw in whatever analogy you want—a sports analogy or a boxing analogy. It's like I just gave it all I had, and and it's still standing, and and I'm you know I'm out of gas now. And so I was at a pastor's retreat this fall, and the it was clear god was just speaking to me to pray and to pray in a way of being dependent on him and you know i'm just really bad at that i'm i'm a person i think some of this is my church tradition some of it is my wiring as i'm i'm wired as an achiever you know i'm wired as a, a doer i'm very driven and so it's just really easy to depend on my own abilities, my own strength, and kind of prayer becomes prefunctory or it, where where you, you know, I'm going to I'm going to do this thing, God, and then I'm going to pray about it, but I'm really just praying that you'll kind of sprinkle your god dust on this thing that I'm already doing, which is very different than really going before God with open hands, with humility, with empty hands and saying, "God, I I don't have much to bring. I've got, you know, these two fish and five loaves. That's not enough to feed all these people. I'm just going to wait on you. I'm going to pray and wait on you, and I'm going to look to you, and I'm going to depend on you. So that's some of the context that led to emphasizing prayer as dependence on God at our at our little church plants. And so we're doing some things that, that we're adding in, and we'll be doing more that we're adding in. If you want to listen to this whole sermon, uh, you can if it if it strikes you, uh, you can find on any podcast feed uh, or on YouTube Mosaic Church of Grand Rapids, and then the sermon is from January twenty first, two thousand twenty four, and it's called "Depending on God in the Rubble," Zechariah four, and uh, it was posted uh, today, January twenty second. If you're 
I don't know how your podcast feed shakes out the dates. But so I want to just in, in the couple minutes we have left on this five minute flip, just give you a taste of Zechariah four. It's from the Old Testament. This is after the people lost their land. They lost their temple. So if you looked at the book of Lamentations, just this awful cataclysmic, traumatic removal from the land. The temple's destroyed, the place of God's physical dwelling, the promises of God to give the Old Testament Israelites the land. Uh, you know, they lost the land. They didn't hold up to their end of the promise. And so there's so much broken here. And they get exiled to Babylon which is just a world away. And then 70 years later, they get to, some of them get to return to the land. So the Persians are now in charge, and they let some of these Israelites return to their homeland, but they're not a nation. So it's not like the, when it was during the time of King David or King Solomon where they're a nation and they have power and resources. They go back to the land, and they, they walk into rubble. I mean, anything valuable has been taken their, their homeland is destroyed. Again, it's 70 years later, so this is a whole generation later as well. You just got to think of the confusion that they'd be going through. Is God for us? Who is God? You know, all this sort of stuff. They've, they've lived in a foreign land for 70 years, and I, I want you to picture what it would be like to, walking, to walk up to that rubble. And again, if you want the full story, you can jump into that sermon. Uh, but it leads up to Zechariah 4, 6, which is just an awesome verse about depending on God. And it says, so he said to me, that's to the prophet Zechariah, uh, who got this vision from God, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, quote, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And I want us, I want me, I want us to put ourselves in Zerubbabel's shoes. So Zerubbabel is the governor of Israel, uh, and there's no king, but he's in charge. He's sent back. He's under, again, the, 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 the power of Persia, but he's in the line of David. He is in charge of his people, and he walks up to this rubble heap, and it's not just physical rubble. Again, this is faith rubble. This is spiritual rubble, emotional rubble, trauma rubble, and the people are looking to him to rebuild the temple to rebuild, you know, the glory of the Old Testament uh, in this spot where there's only rubble. You just got to think about how overwhelming that would be, not just the task at hand, but the pressure of your people looking at you in leadership to say, fix this, you know, bring us back to where we once were. And God's word to him is not by might, not by, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. That's powerful. And, and, and that's a verse God is giving me to fuel my prayer life, to fuel my approach as a leader of my church plant, to fuel everything I do, to fuel my writing, this podcast. That, goodness, I got to tell you, as an author and doing a podcast, blogging, all that stuff, it, it really feels like it's by my might and by my power. And you try to get connections. You try to work the system. Um, you know, you try to, you just, you strive. There's so much human striving. So God is really speaking this this verse to me in many, many ways uh, that it's it's by his might and by his power. And that's done through prayer. It's done through depending on him and it's done through prayer. So uh, the last verse I want to give you, and this one might even be even more significant than verse six. It's verse 10, 
and the rebuild is starting, and there's this triumphant verse in verse 7 that depicts when the temple will be finished, and it's very celebratory, and we want that. We go, okay, I want the finished product. I want the victory. I want the success of whatever this thing may be. Again, it could be your health. It could be a broken relationship. Uh, it could be a church plant, you know, like I'm working on. Uh, we want the finished product. We want the success. Uh, verse 10 says, who dares despise the day of small things? Wow, let that sink in. That to rebuild something from rubble into anything, there's going to be step after step after step after step of small things. Small, unnoticeable incremental things, moving one piece of rubble off the rubble heap. It really doesn't feel like much. You're still pretty discouraged when you look at this huge pile of rubble and all the work you have to go. And verse 10 says, who dares despise the day of small things? And God is at work in the small things. And I just want to leave that with you on this five-minute flip. I leave it for myself. God is at work in the small things. He's at work in the small things of my church plants. There's not a lot of people in the gym that we meet in uh, as far as what the metrics of the United States says for a church, the metrics that I wanted when I went into this. But guess what? God is in the small things. Of every single person there, God is working in their life. And, and it might feel small to me or to us, and God is working in that small thing. He's in the small thing of this five-minute flip. He's in the small thing of you as a listener listening to this, as you get challenged by this word, as you go uh, to him tonight or tomorrow morning and try to lean into depending on him more in your life. These are small things, and God is in the small things. And a temple is only built by step after step after step after step over years and even generations of small things. And what was wild about this story, if you keep reading uh, the, the text and there, you can read commentators and all this, it, it points to Jesus. Jesus ultimately is the temple. So even this temple they were building, which was their big thing, in God's timeline, it was just another small thing that led to the ultimate temple. The ultimate temple is Jesus. His body is the temple, and his death on the cross, the temple was destroyed, and three days later, the resurrection, the temple was restored, and it was rebuilt, and you can even keep going with the biblical metaphor, then we are the temple, and the Holy Spirit, uh, again, not by might or by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty, the Spirit now lives in us as believers, and it says we are his temple, and so I just love that. I love that the thing that feels really big to me even the big thing, if it were to be a big success or the big pain, the big challenge that I'm going through, it's another small step, a day of small things uh, that's working towards God's ultimate, ultimate plan of redemption, which is bigger than my generation. It's bigger than my lifetime. And maybe we're a part of moving, removing a few bricks from the rubble, or maybe we're a part of adding a few new bricks to uh, the temple. And that's all that we'll get to do. do. Who dares despise the day of small things? This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel and to you, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. So I hope this is an encouragement to you. I hope it inspires you and inspires your prayer life. Uh, it certainly helped me with my gratitude and opening up my eyes. Where is God in the small things? And how can I celebrate the small things knowing 
that uh, this thing's never going to be the way it once was. And that's okay because it's pointing towards a greater plan of redemption. So that's your five-minute flip. Check out Zechariah 4. uh, Read through it. Check out the sermon on Mosaic Church of Grand Rapids podcast or YouTube, depending on God in the rubble, uh, from January 21st, 2024. I will see you next time on the flip side. Thanks for listening to this five-minute flip. Subscribe for more flips and long-form episodes of The Flip Side. Visit www.patreon.com slash to support and get sweet Flipside swag.